also uh, catch up with uh, the Bock Camp, find out their thoughts going forward ahead to the Rugby Championship and also look at some athletics. But we start with football news and Mamelodi Sundowns coach Pietro Mosumani believes that uh, the Brazilians are in the pound seats following the opening round of CAF Champions League action. Although those points don't count, the Brazilians play Nigeria's Inyimba International at the Lucas Moripe Stadium with only three teams in the group advance. Uh, now, after Algerian side Iasatif was disqualified, the coach says the odds of them advancing have increased. We are in a position of, of playing four games and I'm based the facts on home games. We win at home. So if if you win at home your two games, you should be able to qualify for semi-final. You win your two games at home, it means you beat Zamalek, you beat Enyimba, you're, going, you're on six. So it gives an opportunity. And now the mentality has changed a little bit. We have found our confidence now to go out and win. It's our first match we won outside. So you can say now, there's positive and negative. There's never, you can't have the cake and eat it. Looking ahead to tomorrow's clash, the coach says their Nigerian opponents are not going to be a walkover. Very, very aggressive mentality. The tackles, you know, we know what tackles we're going to get. So it is that kind of area we, we should know. And we should also know that the set pieces are very important because they jump and they hit the ball. You know, you saw in, in, in Algeria, we faced a little bit of challenge with the set pieces. And that's what Bafana face when they go away, set pieces. So we need to overcome that and be able to come out of that. But on the play, I think we have the right play. I think we have got the right team to win, yes, we don't have the, the proper balance because people are sick with flu and some are suspended and some are gone, the contract have expired, you don't have the, the good group that you always have but it happened also with Orlando Pirates when they went to the final, they didn't even have a goalkeeper on the bench on to rugby now. Not good news for the Lions. Skipper Warren Whiteley has been ruled out for the rest of the Super Rugby campaign due to a shoulder injury. The inspirational number eight was injured in the weekend series decider against Ireland. He'll not require surgery, but he'll miss at least six weeks of action. Yaku Krill has been named as the interim captain. Meanwhile, the Bulls have left out Trevor Nyakani and RG Snaymon, both nursing ankle injuries uh, for their clash against the Jaguars. Adrian Strauss will be rested. Despite a disappointing tour of the West Indies, Proteus captain Avid Villiers still tops the ODI batting rankings. Uh, Kahisa Rabad has climbed six spots. He's tied with Dale Stain at seventh on the bowling. South African under-19s were in action today in the second youth test against Sri Lanka. Batting first and winning the toss, the young Proteas were dismissed for 244. Sri Lanka will start their first innings in the morning. On to golf now, and the Zika virus has struck again two of uh, the world's top golfers deciding they're not going to the Rio Olympic Games. One of them, Australian world number one, Jason Day. The other is Ireland's Shane Lowry. And finally, MotoGP new Suzuki rider Alex Espargaro has confirmed that he will be joining Aprilla for the 2017-2018. Season. Coming up next here on SAFM Sports Wrap, we'll head to Wimbledon. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, we head to the All England Club now where Simon Cambers joins us. Simon, welcome back onto SAFM Sports Wrap. Nice to catch up. Day two, I know there is some rain predicted for later. Is play taking place or has uh, the English summer continued? No, the uh, beautiful English summer has continued with rain pouring down as we speak. Um, players have been off court for about an hour or so, so it's looking like um, at least a couple of hours break, maybe only the centre court, which obviously has the roof, carrying on, unfortunately. As far as results go, some of the big names were in action. Serena Williams, defending champion, she's through, but uh, didn't look like a, a champion uh, by all accounts, but a win's a win nonetheless. Yeah, that's right. I mean, she didn't play her best, that's certainly true, but she won 6-2, 6-4 against uh, Switzerland's Anna Sadikovic. Um, she looked a bit ragged in the second set. She wasn't serving very well. Normally, that's the best part of the game, of course, but she uh, coughed up about five double faults. But 
you know, she won, and I think uh, she is under pressure. She's trying to get Steffi Graf's record of 22, but she'll just be happy to have got through that one. A couple of the big names on the men's side of things as well today. Uh, who, who was in action? Andy Murray, um, home favourite, of course, number two seed this year, trying to win for the second time. He uh, beat another British player, Ian Brody, in straight sets. Murray looked very good. Just got that done in t- uh, before the rains came. Stan Vavrinka got past uh, Taylor Fritz, who's a very promising young American. That took four sets. And Nick Kyrgios, the uh, very lively Australian, on and off the court, he came past uh, Radek Stepanek in four sets. So a few big names getting through before, as I said, before the rains uh, came down. Thank you very much. Simon Campbell's live from Wimbledon this evening. And uh, yeah, we'll have more results and uh, scores for you tomorrow morning on AM Live. This is Sport on SAFM. Every supporter's greatest resource. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. And other tennis uh, taking place in South Africa uh, over the last couple of days took place in Polokwane. And I'm talking about wheelchair tennis. It was uh, the Polokwane Open. And uh, it was uh, fascinating matches and match-ups. And we join now by the Public Relations Manager for Wheelchair Tennis South Africa, Anthony Morotani. Anthony, welcome. Thanks for joining us on SAFM this evening. Thank you so much. Good evening to your listeners. Anthony, there's uh, always some, some great stuff happening in uh, wheelchair tennis circles, uh, particularly here in South Africa. The sport is growing from strength to strength. We're getting great results. And uh, the Paul Aquane Open was uh, another one of those tournaments that uh, was very, very successfully uh, put on in, in, in Limpopo. Yes, but it's actually been a great week of world-class wheelchair tennis here in Polokwane at the Polokwane Tennis Club, where the Air Force Company South Africa Polokwane Open has been staged. The finals were actually played today on Tuesday. And we saw uh, the top seed, Leon Els from Porter's Stroom, who, who actually made a double. Leon Els clinched the singles, uh, main singles, after he demolished a Marshall Marsh in three sets, five, seven, six, or six, two. And he actually went on after just 30 minutes after his match, partnered with Tatos Omole in the doubles to defeat top seeds Marshall Marsh and Alwandes Kosana in, in three sets. So he actually took three titles here in Bologna. It was actually his first title. And when we go to the women's, uh, it was quite amazing to have a 15-year-old girl from the Switzerland uh, called Malani Boba, who is actually, I, said, she's, I think she's number four in the juniors in the world. She made it. She enjoyed the hat-trick, celebrated three successes. She, in the singles, in the women's, she defeated second seat at Tanto Satoayo 6 She came back a few minutes later to join together with um, uh, Mariska Senta in the doubles uh, to defeat a uh, second seed, Tanto Kazuayo, 6-2-6-4, and again came back in the girls' uh, juniors to defeat Nosiko Kazuayo to take her third title here in Polo Gwane, 6-1. And in the course, it was also a huge upset, again, coming from Deni Mosamonyani, who defeated top seed, Bongane Jamini, 6-2-4-6-6-4. And so it was quite... It was quite Unexpected, but you know, tennis is tennis, and we're very actually excited to have youngsters like um, Nalani Bob, who actually came to the country for the on her first time visit, and she actually got Bulogwana by storm. Yeah, she sounds like a, like an absolute star. But from a South African point of view, Anthony, I, I'm quite excited. Obviously, other names coming through as well. I mean, we've heard the big names in South African wheelchair tennis over the last few years. We think of KG, Lucas Atole. It, it's good to see some other players coming through. and It just shows the depth in South African wheelchair tennis. No, definitely. Uh, we're actually trying to close the gap, obviously, after 
the top stars like uh, Lucas Sitole and uh, Keiichi Munjan and Evans Mariba, who have actually been since I, I'm in 2008, they've been representing the country nationally and internationally. So we've got upcoming stars like Awanda Kosana, who is actually a bomb, I tell you, in the men's and in the juniors. He's actually, he's, I think he's number three in the world in the juniors and coming up defeating the top, the seniors in the, in the men's and Mariska Fenta and the players like, um, Tando Katoayo who are coming up in the women's. So we actually well represented and uh, the two stars in the quad division, Benny Motamonyane and Bongani Tamini, who are biggest rivals and they've actually been making titles lately in the quad division. So yeah, we, we well represented and we, we actually developed a lot of players coming up to represent the country. It is it is great news indeed, and, and let's talk about what's in store coming up uh, for our, for our stars here domestically. Uh, I mean, the next tournament that uh, Tennis Africa are hosting. Actually, tomorrow uh, the players are, are, are staying over here in Bolivar tonight, and tomorrow morning we're heading down to uh, Soweto, where we're going to have the Soweto, the well-known Soweto Open. As an ITA future tournament also, and we expect international players who will be arriving. Uh, I think most started arriving this morning and some will be arriving tomorrow morning for the tournament that's starting on Thursday. So it's going to be another big uh, uh, um, tournament to enjoy for the tennis fraternity around Johannesburg area. Fantastic. Uh, and that gets underway. Where, where is that taking place in, in Soweto, Anthony? It's taking place at uh, Afa S Tennis Centre in Javabu. All right, perfect. So if you want to, yeah, absolutely. If you want to get out there and, and support South African wheelchair tennis, there'll be some great matchups as well. As Anthony said, uh, some great international players coming out as well. Thank you so much uh, for your time this evening, Anthony Morotane from Tennis Africa, PR manager. Thank you so much, and uh, best of luck for this way to open. Thank you. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. On to football news now. Kaiser Chiefs football manager Bobby Matong threw a jibe at Bidvest Vitz saying that uh, the team doesn't want to sell their players to Chiefs and that's why he goes north into Africa. Since tw- the 2013-2014 season after Sibusiso Vilakaze won the Football of the Season award, Chiefs have been chasing the signature of the Soweto-born player but their efforts continue to be unsuccessful. Matong says clubs spent exorbitant amounts of money to get the services of Zimbabwean players because of currency differences. Some clubs, I can tell you now, vets, and I can put this clearly and blindly in front of the media or with you guys, they don't want to sell to Chiefs because they've got this dream of winning the league one day. So if they strength in Chiefs, if they strength in Chiefs, they won't win the league. So they've got ambitions. Every club has ambitions. I could trade with Chiefs, I could trade with Platinum, I could trade with Supersport because they've got an idea, I've got an idea. But when they don't want to sell, they don't want to sell. When I wanted Morgan Gold for three seasons, they didn't want to sell. But when they felt it's time for them to sell, they sold it. But you must remember, it's a two-way street. We don't, we don't bulldozing. We're not bullies in this game. Clubs must be willing to sell because you've got an objective. If we say we want Kumalo, we want Macha, we want... If I go to Zim, there's nothing for my heart. And the good thing about Zim, since we've been buying from the... Give me any flop that we've signed from Zim that has been a flop, flop, flop. Some players obviously because of challenges. They don't make it. But let me tell you, every team has got an office now in Zimbabwe. And we spend millions in Zimbabwe for your information. Sometimes we don't disclose figures because both clubs would agree for certain reasons they won't disclose the price. But we buy, we spend millions. There's nothing for my And the good thing about Zimbabwe once more, the one I had was in, is in Germany. The only player we sold in South Africa or in Africa now of late was Musona. And when I brought him here, they said buy one, get two free. 
He ended up in Germany when I sold him, people were angry. Kaiser Chiefs unveiled their new signings for the upcoming season at Naturina yesterday, and three of them were foreigners. Michel Katsevairo, Edmore Chirimdare from Chicken Inn in Zimbabwe, and Louis Macca from Zambia. Chiefs are among the PSL teams known for getting Zimbabwean players, and Motohong says there are no free players on the transfer market in Zimbabwe. Look at the national team of Zimbabwe. It's the only one in Africa which, in, in this region which is playing in the AFCON. All of us are out. Your top player in the country now, player of the season is from Zim. My player here of the season is from Zim. So what I'm saying is we should not undermine the issue of uh, the power of these negotiations. There's nothing for Mahala. To get a player who's out of contract, you negotiate, Baba, you negotiate. Because I can tell you clubs now in the league who don't buy, but they want to sell for more. And they do the same thing, they look at, they go an extra mile, they target the player. Now in the season, they check contracts in the league, who's expiring, they tap, they tap. When you go and find the player, but the clubs must be willing. In some relationships, we don't wait for a free contract. It has never happened, gentlemen and ladies, let me clarify this. It has never happened. But for the fact, I can tell you, there's no club that wants to empower chiefs themselves. That's why the emphasis of the structures that we're putting in now, and this place that we're showing you, it's an investment, it's a huge investment. We're going to dig deep and search and develop our own. We're not going to, I hope next season I won't be sitting here announcing what we bought, what we got, what we will be developing, we'll bring in from the development. Motong says some of the players they signed, including Ramashwe Mpashlele, former Mamelodi Sundowns captain, were supposed to come to Chiefs before they went to their former clubs. And gentlemen and ladies, let me explain the process of buying and selling. It's a two-way street as well, it's much, in as much as a contract that you sign. And in the league, I can tell you now, I can tell you now, it's difficult to buy any player or chips to buy any player. Unless somebody's got financial problems or somebody wants to make a kill, then they can sell to chips because they want to make a kill. But in all fairness, nobody wants to give. I can tell you now, with players, lists, and these players never came for free because they were for free. No, we targeted them, we dealt with them with Steve, we targeted them, we approached them. There's nothing like a free contract player. It's not, it's not a mistake that they're here. We've been targeting them. I can ask Rama before he left Swallows, he was supposed to be here. Ask Kumalo before he went to Supersport. And by the way, there were negotiations with Supersport. There were negotiations when we traded. Some, some you trade. But also, let me make it clear, we also have to respect other clubs. Can you imagine another club taking players from me for free, just taking them, taking them, or I'm selling without wanting success? Other clubs have the right to keep their players. Otong also says they're not done with their signings for the upcoming season. They'll bring in two or three more players ahead of the 2016-2017 APSA Premiership season. SAFM Sports Wrap. On to some athletics news now. South African 400 metre hurdles athlete Wendon Nell has proved over the last six months that she deserves to represent her country at the 2016 Rio Olympic Games. This past weekend, she made another big statement as she won the 400 metre hurdles uh, title for the second time in African Championships in Durban. Nell's been consistent in her performances this season and dipped under 55 seconds on four occasions. She says although there's room for improvement, she's happy with how things have progressed so far in 2016. I'm very satisfied. I went into the championship thinking I wanted to go hard and racing for time. So I think I've executed okay. I'm, I'm quite satisfied and happy with the performance. So, yeah, so far the season has, has gone well, I must say. I'm happy. I'm quite consistent with my time. So 
hopefully the, the big the big one will come when it matters. Nell's not 100% sure yet if she'll be going to the Rio Olympic Games in August as she waits for the final South African Olympic team to be announced. But she's run under the qualifying time for the 400 metre hurdles on a number of occasions. The qualifying time in the women's 400 metre hurdles is 56.20 seconds, while Nell's best time of 54.61 is currently the joint ninth fastest time on the IAAF rankings. Not yet. Um, I would like to believe so. I have qualified all my performances, um, for all my races that I've raced last year and this year so far. I, I have been below their qualifying standards. So I am quite confident and I do hope that they will select me at the end of the day. So all the preparations are going accordingly. So hopefully when the final team is announced, I will be on that list. I know the cut-off date is the 11th of July for worldwide for all the countries, so anything from now until then, I hope they will finalise the team. Nell turns 28 a few days before the Games gets underway, and if selected to go to Rio, her first goal will be to make it into the final of her event. She says when the final starts, she'll have a chance of picking up a medal, even topping of the podium. I think the, the field is quite open, or the chances of, for medals are quite open in, in our event. Um, there's not really a given athlete that will definitely win the gold medal. My main aim will be just to progress through the rounds um, smoothly and then hopefully make it to the final. And then once I'm in that final, anything can happen. My event is quite technical, so I think it will depend on the athlete who makes the less mistakes on the day. In April this year, Saskok reiterated its expectation for Team South Africa to bag 10 medals at the Rio Olympics. A number of those medals are expected to be won in the pool, but Nell says she's excited about South Africa's chances of claiming podium finishes on the track and shared her thoughts on which of her fellow athletes she believes will impress at this year's event. I think the, the athletics of all of South Africa is in quite an upcoming state at this moment, with a lot of our athletes doing very well of my favourites that I think are quite high hope for medals definitely Wade Van Niekerk in the 400 and Sinetra Yun in the Javelin and in Custer in the 800 so yes that's just a few to mention a few but a lot of the others will I do believe will perform quite well our sprinters are, are in an upcoming state so yes no, long jump Russell to my I mean we get quite great performances from him at this stage. So, yeah, I think overall the South African team will be uh, a team to, to be afraid of this year. I think we, we really have a lot of athletes doing great, and that's, I'm excited about that for the future for athletics in South Africa. SAFM Sports Wrap. On to some rugby now, and the debate continues to rage about whether locally or internationally based players should be eligible to play for the Springboks. And Alistair Katsia insists that he'll continue to favour players who are based within South Africa's borders over the overseas-based players. He did, however, say he will go aboard if running short in depth in certain positions, but he wanted to give locally-based players as much test experience as possible. I'm very happy with the players back home. And like I said... Uh, you know, and Asia Rugby has given me um, the freedom to select as many overseas players that I can, but I uh, am pleased to make sure that the players we currently have um, give them enough test caps as possible moving forward. And if, uh, if we don't have good enough players in a certain position, 
then we'll definitely look at overseas-based players. But for now, I'm pleased with what we have here. Springbok captain Adrian Strauss feels that his team has made good progress during their Casalaga incoming series against Ireland. The box won the last two tests to clinch the series after losing the open A in Cape Town. Strauss believes that there's still a lot of work to be done by the box in their build-up to the rugby championship. I think, like I said, we have progressed, definitely. Um, still a lot to, to work on. Um, like Coach said, tech, technically, tactically, we can still be better. Um, but it's, it's, it's good to come, you know, come out of this test series with, with a 2-1 win. Of course, there's stages that we, we would have wanted, you know, would have wanted it differently um, and would have wanted to win, the first game especially. But it was a tough series against the Irish. We shouldn't underestimate them. Um, like I said, they came out firing tonight as well. And I'm just proud of the step up we've made. I think every single week's gone better. Could see it came to the defence of his senior players like J.P. Peterson, Francois Hadebert, Dwayne Vermeulen and Francois Lowe who have been heavily criticised for their lack of performance in the first two tests of the series. Could see it feels that they've proved their worth in the last test in Port Elizabeth on Saturday and that he was also pleased with the performances of the new caps and youngsters. Could see it says that his team has learnt a lot of lessons from the series against Ireland and they'll be better heads of the rugby championship. In all fairness, guys, what was your, what's your opinion about the senior players that are back in J.B. Peterson and Francois Malerbo? And they got criticised a hell of a lot in the last couple of weeks. Guys happy with them? Because I were happy with the performance tonight. And even Francois Love turned the ball over in the dying minutes. So I'm pleased that the senior players stepped up and I'm pleased to see that a player like... Uh, Fuff the clerk was outstanding, not only in his first test, third test match. Outstanding performance by youngsters and, uh, and at Aug as well. I, I'm really, you know, looking forward to uh, the championship and, and see how this young team uh, can grow. Like I say, play more together. Irish really have tested, tested us in, 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 in all departments of the game and we have a good understanding what test match rugby is all about now. You know, it's completely, JP alluded to it, Super Rugby. We've got a few instinctive players, but they also learn big, big lessons from, from this game. Veteran Springbok winger JP Peterson says the Springboks have laid a good foundation, especially with many new and inexperienced faces in the squad. At the same time, Peterson believes the team must be afforded time in order to build a formidable unit that will be able to challenge for top honours at the 2019 Rugby World Cup in Japan. In 2007, there was... There was guys that have been experienced, that have been around the block, that, that, that played the game very long. It's a new group of guys, very, very experienced group of guys, but in four years' time, they can achieve that, that goal of 2019. So a group uh, foundation we built now, with the, with, the, with the four weeks we've been together. And you can, say that, you can see they put their hands up as, as players um, to, to close the gap quickly from Super Rugby to Test Rugby. It's a big step. We all know test rugby is a different level and um, yeah, I have to give credit to all the guys that put their hands up, especially guys that play the new caps and guys that's, a lot of guys is under 10 test matches and they, they're so true characters and they, they put their hands up and in three years time four, uh, they, you can see we will probably see the, the better side of them. So it's a great foundation for them, they've been the four weeks so I think we just need to be patient and support us and uh, we'll, we'll see 2019 come. Meanwhile, Ireland captain Rory Bess says they're bitterly disappointed not to have won the series against the Springboks, even though they were written off as a weak side prior to leaving Dublin. Bess says they felt they could have won the series, and the scores in their losses show how close the matches were. Look, obviously, we're disappointed. You know, I know probably before we left Dublin, you know, people 
had written us off and you know, we wanted to come here and I suppose there was a lot of talk about winning one game and creating history but within the group you know, we felt we could come here and win a test series and obviously after Cape Town we put ourselves in a fantastic position to do that and I think to have, to have fallen short um, is obviously bitterly disappointing. Um, I think with it being a six point game in all three tests it shows how tight it was. Um, Look, we look back on, on probably a, a first half where um, certainly as a front row we didn't fire the way we want to and, and whenever the set piece is struggling a little bit it is a little bit harder to find your rhythm around the pitch as, as you'd like and um, I think at half time there was probably just a bit of a well let's just roll up the shoulders and, and try to roll up the sleeves and try to get on with it as best we can but look there's been a lot of young guys have been blooded there's a lot of positives in terms of the historic win in Cape Town and so many young guys maybe getting their first cap or maybe adding to the handful of caps they had and performing really well but ultimately as a group there's not a game that we go into that don't expect to win so from that regard we're disappointed Irish coach Joe Schmidt believes the gap between the Northern Hemisphere nations and their counterparts in the South has significantly closed and that has been evident how England whitewashed Australia, how this Irish team came close to winning the series against the Springboks and how competitive Wales were in their series against the All Blacks uh, Six points <laughs> it's, um, it, it's, it, There's no chasm there it's it's not it's not huge, and what England managed to achieve in in clean sweeping uh, Australia uh, was exceptional, um, and you know I, I don't think we did too badly either. Um, you know there were some big results um, against the All Blacks, but then again the All Blacks tend to do that by habit, so uh, you know it's it's a tough place to go, but. I felt this is a pretty tough place to go as well. I've been here in the country a lot of times with Super Rugby and um, you don't get offered too much uh, on a plate. You've got to go and kind of find your own food and, and rummage for anything you do get on the points, on the points uh, table. SAFM Sports Wrap. And that's it for SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Thank you so much for listening and thanks too to my producer Siobhan Chetty for putting the show together this evening. Coming up on the other side of 7 o'clock, it is the talk shop with Naledi Maleo. We'll have more sport for you tomorrow morning on AM Live. I'm Brad Brown. Have yourself a great evening. Right now it is 7 o'clock and time for your news.